Hey, Victoria. Hi. So this is the DBIP group question and answer, innovate Q&A, the daily question and answer show put on by the DBIP group. Uh, today is the sixth episode. We've been going strong. We do this every day, every weekday, and we're deep here in, in quarantine mode, preparing <laughs> <laughs> to make content and work hard. Um, do you mind just giving us a quick recap of last uh, yesterday's episode? Sure. Yesterday we went over the broad question of what is a patent, and you kind of walked us through that so that everyone can understand. Um, yeah, it's a, yeah. Interestingly, like sorry to interrupt you, but interestingly, the one of the key things that I remembered later that I didn't mention that I think is really interesting is that. A patent is also a story. So it starts from a problem. So there's some problem out in the world. Um, and when an inventor invents something, what they've really done, he or she has actually solved an existing problem that either no one recognized or no one or or that other people may have recognized the problem, but his or her solution was better. And so the patent, the document itself is telling that story of here's this problem app that existed in the world and this is how I solved it. And it's, it's that story that really merits the, the grant of the patent of, of a patent from the patent office. And so from a higher, higher level, more philosophical, it's also, it's a story. It's a, it's a problem solution story. So yeah, pretty cool. Mm -hmm. So today the question is, how do I know if my invention is patentable? So this question is one that many people grapple with initially. Um, and I will tell you right away that most engineers, what they end up doing and most innovators, what they end up doing is as soon as they're, the, the thought crosses their mind of a patent, what they often do is they often shut it down early on their own without getting any external feedback. What I've noticed is people that innovate, they tend to de undervalue, they tend to devalue the worth of their idea and the possible impact that it might have. So I, I just wanna say at the outset, it's really important at this step that you, that you not jump to the conclusion that, oh, oh, this isn't, there's nothing special here. Everyone knows about this, or, or this isn't that big of a deal, or this is too simple to be patentable, or, or oh, I, there's, nothing, there's nothing here. You wanna stay away from that initially. Uh, and the, the first thing that I think, the first consideration um, is, is really just, just let your idea breathe a little bit. Let it have a let it have a chance at life before you before you start knocking it down. Um, but the question, okay, the question is, how do you know if your idea is patentable? Um, now, in order for it to be patentable, it has to be useful, and it has to be new. And utility is is much easier to show. So what I was what I will say, and this kind of ties into the intro. But do you remember when I was mentioning the problem solution? So if it solves a problem it's most likely utility is probably not an issue at all. It's most likely you're not going to have to be concerned with, with the utility aspect of it, but novelty, novelty is tricky because there's the whole, there's a whole universe that exists around us. Right. And there's, and the world is so large, so segmented that 
people are, are working on problems um, that we don't even know about. And, and people might actually be working on the very same problem that you're working on, um, but you'll never interact with them because the world is so huge and so massive and so expansive. Um, so the point is, is that is that there's prior art out there. In other words, other existing, it can be papers, uh, publications, blog posts, existing patents, published patent applications. There's all this material that exists around us. And that was that's all considered to be prior art. And in order for your patent, in order for your invention to be patentable, you have to show that it's novel. In other words, that it hasn't been done before. It, does, it doesn't exist already in the, in the sphere of prior art. Um, I wanna have additional videos on what prior art is because it's actually a huge part of intellectual property. And it's a huge part of what patent attorneys actually do is try to identify what prior art is because it's a very, it's a key component to being able to obtain a patent. And if you are able to obtain a patent and someone later comes, comes up with prior art that no one knew about, that piece of prior art can be used to invalidate your already issued patent. So uh, again, to recap, so it's, it's useful and it's also novel. Um, and it has to also be a non, it, it also has to be non-obvious over what exists over what the prior art. So if it would have been readily apparent to combine prior art components together to arrive at your invention, then that would theoretically would not be a patentable invention. Um, now let's let's get more practical though. So so how do we actually identify whether or not our invention's patentable? So I, I've given you the high level interpretation of a law, novelty, non-obvious, and useful. But from a practical perspective, um, I, would, I would say that the one thing to focus on is do research. So before you have invented something, you probably were faced with a problem and you probably were already doing your own investigating, right? Because why would you spend resources in reinventing the wheel, so to speak? Why would you spend time and effort in trying to solve a problem that someone else already solved, already came up with a great solution that everyone is using, right? So I would say the first step to identifying whether or not your invention is patentable is to do some hardcore Google searching, uh, search for similar um, problems. I would just do a straight, I would just type in your problem into Google and see what other people have, other people, how other people have approached the, the problem. And I would just go down the, the search results and try to identify what, how other people solve the problem. Because again, the, the flip side of the world being so expansive is that there's, there's, it's probably pretty likely that other people have also faced similar types of problems that you were facing before your invention. So I would say using, leveraging all the search tools that are out there to try to identify prior solutions to, uh, to similar problems that you were solving is a great place to start. But uh, in addition to, to use using the, the, the search engines, another thing that you can do to try to identify whether or not your idea already exists out there is by going to USPTO.gov. So USPTO.gov and uh, accessing the patent databases. Now there's two databases that are of particular importance. So one is the database of published 
patent applications. And the other is the database of issued patents. And if you go to the USPTO.gov site, you'll see a dropdown uh, for, for searching patents. And you'll see that there's two options. One is for searching existing patents, and there's another option for searching published patents. So I would suggest also playing around with searching there and trying to identify whether or not something similar to what your invention is already exists. So, and that's the other thing. So that's what you're looking for when, you, when, you're, doing, when you're doing these searches is you're trying to identify um, prior art that's very close to or similar to what you have come up with. Now, if you, if you look at the, the results and, and, and they're seemingly different, if there's some element or component that isn't there in the prior art, or there's a step that you have that isn't in the prior art, that, at least in the search results that you've identified, then that might be a good candidate. Now, what I would also suggest is that you try to involve a professional just to get a, another opinion uh, on patentability. And uh, a lot of patent attorneys will at least initially talk to you, at least for, I, I would say, the, mo the most will usually talk to you for about 15 to 30 minutes, um, just so that you can pick their brain in terms of patentability and what they think about pursuing patent protection. But ultimately, it's really a question of whether or not it's useful, it's new and non-obvious over what already exists. And, and that is, and that's, so that's generally how you know whether or not your invention is patentable. And again, it, it's, it's a little tricky because you're kind of left with all these search tools, but you may not know, um, just given what's out there, whether or not what you did is in fact patentable, but I would really focus on the differences. So I would focus on identifying, well, this company solved the problem in this way, but mine does it this way. And this is how it's different because that's ultimately what a patent professional is going to, is going to ask you is they're going to want to really understand what the difference is between the prior art and what your invention is. And that, and that is the, that gap, that difference, that is probably and most likely where the patent patentability lies. That's, that will be where, that will be where the possibility for obtaining a patent is in that difference between what you've done and what has already been done before in the prior art. So I hope that's a helpful answer, Victoria. Definitely. Awesome. Awesome. And I, I want to make a lot more content around uh, what prior art is. And then um, the big question also that I think, well, I'm sure will come up in future episodes is my idea is patentable. Okay. Is it worth the investment? And that's also a, a very large question and a very important one. And it's one that professionals deal with all the time because there's a lot of resources involved in obtaining patent protection. So, well, great. Well, thank you, Victoria. Thank you. I think it's been an awesome episode and uh, it's a really key question and I'm looking forward to chopping and answering very, a lot more useful questions in the future. Me too. Send your questions to Victoria. Here, I'll drop her, her again, her email down below. And uh, again, we would love to field questions, any, any intellectual property related questions, uh, send them Victoria's way. And uh, we're also interested in possibly, have, possibly having guest speakers come on. So thank you.